Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Red Wave Report, the official free podcast of thebarkboard.com. Your one-stop shop for all your Fresno State athletic news. Today is an important milestone in Fresno State's 105-year history. We welcome Jeff and Donna Tedford back home to the Central Valley. We had a strong search committee from academics, um, uh, athletics, we had a donor, um, and it was a unanimous decision. Our goal is to be bold, as the president said, win games, graduate our kids. You know, 8,000 fans in the stands, not, it's not right. This coach played in the first game at Bulldog Stadium. He'll be the first coach to coach in the new Bulldog Stadium when we get this thing done. Um, but he and Donna um, are great people who will be great ambassadors for this community, being great ambassadors for the, for the university. Um, they're great people, um, great family, great ties. They know where they know where the towns are. They know where Fireball is. They know where Modesto is. They know where Turlock is. But I'm thrilled. Our goal is to hire the best coaching staff we can have. So, Coach Tedford, very proud uh, to be here today and, and excited to be here today as a Fresno State football coach. Uh, I want to take the opportunity to thank President Castro, Jim Barco for their trust and confidence uh, for this opportunity. It means a lot to us. Uh, it's kind of coming full circle all back around when I came here. I didn't play in the first game. The first game was one game at the end of the year, but I did play in the first full season of Bulldog Stadium. So have a long history, obviously. Uh, I have a great deal of pride and passion for the university and for the football program. I appreciate the pride and tradition of Bulldog football having played and coached here uh, under great mentors like Coach Sweeney and Coach Hill. Uh, I do want to take this opportunity to thank Coach DeRuiter for all his contributions to the program and, and wish him well. This opportunity is a great fit for me uh, because I do understand the tradition of Bulldog football. I know where it's been and I know where it should be. And I'm really looking forward to reconnecting with all the past players, the supporters, and the entire Red Wave to bring this program back back to prominence. Uh, I really believe this is a special place without a doubt. And through that experience over the years, um, I've been able to see how it's built and how it's done, and I look forward to that. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Red Wave Report. I am Lucio Reek, and, uh, well, I'm being joined by my co-host, as always, Mr. Lorenzo Reyna. Lorenzo, how are you doing today? All right, Lucio, at first, that, that intro sounded like the evil version of the Peanuts. <laughs> well, Although, it's pretty catchy, though. Well, you know, uh, we we had to get something, you know, something different going. I mean, it's it, yeah. it, Tedford is a new coach, and uh, and we kind of had to kind of change things up a little bit to spice up the show. And why not, you know, put 
bits and pieces of that uh, press conference at the beginning so people can can hear for themselves uh, just you know how big of a deal this is. And folks, I'm just going to give you this warning. If you came on this show expecting us to talk about Fresno State Equestrian, this is the wrong show. <laughs> no, uh, Lorenzo. Because, I mean, no disrespect to Equestrian, but, you know, there's there was a lot that went on at Fresno State. You know, for for once, we have plenty to talk about. I mean, uh, this whole Tedford thing is, uh, you know, it's the big elephant in the room right now. And it's uh, basically what anyone uh, covering Fresno State is talking about. And, and it's the one thing that we kind of have to concentrate on that. But, you know, before we start digging into that, Lorenzo, we, we kind of have to kind of uh, let everybody know why we haven't been around for a couple of weeks. And part of that is mainly my pro- my, you know, my fault. I have been out of town for the last uh, la- majority of last week because I was at my uh, son's uh, sixth grade field trip. And uh, I-, I tell you, it brings back a whole new perspective on life once you get back down. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, Lucio kind of had to take a sabbatical, so yeah. to speak. But yeah, but you know, you saw some nice scenery. You actually saw grass, and <laughs> well, you know, you know, you up in the mountains for for about three or four days with no no internet, no cell phone service, and I knew that a big news was going to be broken last week because we we pretty much knew this was going to happen for quite some time now. But I, I'm stuck up in the mountains with no no reception, and I'm like, oh man, all this news is gonna break, and I'm not gonna have any, you know, any, any way of listening to it. So, well, lucky for lucky for Lucio, I mean, people like myself and Jackson, we stayed on top of this as much as we can, and you know, we uh, were able to uh, give you guys, the subscribers on Barkboard, kind of the heads up that you know what they're gonna name Tefford as the head coach, and you know, we've been kind of at it for a while especially for anybody who's a premium subscriber so as and put it this was the worst kept secret in the central valley and it was finally revealed yeah i mean it was the worst kept secret i mean we uh we've we've known about it for quite some time but you know it through through several sources but you know pretty much we couldn't say anything but our premium subscribers already knew about it we we've been gosh i i, I can't remember when we had mentioned uh, tedford's name it's been almost a year. So, you know, there's been there's been buildup here. And you know what? Here's another thing, too, is that the buildup actually occurred via Josh Webb, the last publisher of the Bark Board. He was really good about giving some hints and tidbits about, hey, you know, be on the lookout for Jeff Tedford because he's a possible name who could get mentioned in the event that Fresno State decides to go in a different direction from Tim DeRuiter. And sure enough, I mean, the name Jeff Tedford, Fresno State head coach, they matched together. Yeah, I mean, it 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 really did match up exactly to what uh, what Josh had had mentioned, and uh, you know, uh, you know, Josh, props to him. He 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 did break this news way before anybody even knew about it but uh but here we are uh almost a year since he broke that news and no one really believed him but no here we are so what do you say i mean <laughs> where there's smoke there's fire so if you haven't joined the barkboard yet on our premium subscribers this is all the more reason why you should be a part of of the barkboard.com because we we break some of this news only to our premium subscribers, and we don't, we do not mention it anywhere else. So, you know, this is your chance to get in there and get in on the, on the insider information before anyone else does. And here's the deal, too. It's like, you know, what? There's a reason why we want to cater to the premium subscribers because they 
they believe they're going to get inside access. And what inside access to me means is that you're going to get some information that you won't find anywhere else. No other outlet's going to have this information. And you know what? I mean, for any of you who are subscribers, I'm pretty sure you're well aware of the last War Room post. I mean, so many details in that post from who perhaps Teffer's going to hire, what's been the reaction from former Fresno State players and certain recruits from guys who hold a Fresno State offer to guys who actually want to play at Bulldog Stadium. So all that's covered. Yeah, and we, we cover as much as we can. We try to keep you up to the date uh, on, on all the latest on Fresno State football. Um, and, uh, you know, we try to dig as much information as we can. And the Barkboard staff does an excellent job of putting all that information together for you guys. So we hope that you become a premium subscriber and take advantage of that information whenever it's possible. But, um, you know, Lorenzo, Tedford's here. So, you know, what is your overall, what's your first impression once you heard that he was actually named the head coach for Fresno State? What's your first reaction to it? Well, my, my whole thing is this. is like when it comes to coaching hires or big acquisitions, I'm usually not one to say this is the perfect hire or this is a great hire. I feel like I need some time to really dictate that. I will say this about Tedford and Fresno State, though. This is the best possible hire that Fresno State can make. And when you really look at it, when you see all the eggs in one basket, it perfectly makes sense as to why Fresno State would go this route to bring in a Jeff Tefford. Now, there is that perception of people who say, well, names like Tommy Tuberville, um, Terry Bowden, and Bob Davey, they're struggling at their – their stops right now since they're at a mid-major and they're automatically assuming that Jeff Tefford is going to struggle. Well, these same people were also mentioning they should go after the hot rising, fast rising assistant coach. Well, here's the thing you got to be careful with. Tim DeRuiter was considered that fast rising assistant coach and we all saw how that turned out. That ended up crashing and burning. And you have a situation where Fresno State could be facing a one-win season. When Jeff Teffer first got his head coaching job, he took over a team that it had endured a one-win season. So it all makes sense to me. And again, I just feel like that right now for Fresno State, this is the best possible hire. Now, I can't say that this is the perfect hire until maybe two years down the road, depending on what direction he does take this team in. Because, I mean, let's face it, Lucio, Fresno State, it is a pretty significant mess right now. I mean... I'm sure Tefford is going to be dealing with players who may consider jumping to another university. He's also got his hands full. We're trying to keep the current commits and also trying to recruit heavily to close out the 2017 class, especially in Fresno State's own backyard. But, you know, again, I just I feel like that this is the best possible move Fresno State can make. Well, of course, it's the best possible move. I mean, yeah, I get some people wanted to the up and coming assistant uh, coach to come in and kind of take over a program. There's some of those people out there, but I, I completely, I, I completely agree with you and disagree with them because it, right now the state of Fresno State football, they're what one and seven. I mean, what one and eight? One and actually. nine right now. One and nine. So even if they lose the next couple of games, they're going to be in a world of hurt even more. And that's the problem. You cannot bring in an up-and-coming assistant coach to come in and try to rebuild the program. It's not Here's the thing. Yeah, here's the thing. It's like you're putting a lot of pressure on this 30-something-year-old to not only take over a program that has one win right now, 
but take over a program that has a number a number of NFL guys from Fresno State and has a lot of prestige and not too long ago was a back-to-back Mountain West champion. So you're already putting – I mean, there's pressure anyway in college coaching. I'm sure you know that, Lucille, but to ask a 31-year-old or a 35-year-old to to basically write this ship, I mean, I feel more comfortable if – you're, if you're a Fresno State fan, I feel more comfortable with a guy who's done it before, a guy who has a proven track record of taking a program and making it a competitive model. And that – that's what Teffer did at Cal. And and that's exactly what what needs to be done. We needed someone to come in that has that experience already uh because let's face it uh, there's been reports that have been that have uh, you know been in the Fresno Bee they reported there is only I believe between 65 to 69 scholarship players on the roster right now and I believe that's well below the uh the uh, limit of scholarship players. So that to me tells me right there they are in a world of hurt for you know talent on this roster, and in order to do that, you need someone who has the experience, who knows the area, to hit it hard, recruit. I mean, let's face it, maybe the next year or so, they're going to have to bring in a lot of JUCO players. I mean, just to fill in the roster here and there. But uh, the, we need a complete. Uh, recruiting class every season in order to get this back on track. And you need somebody with that proven track record to do it. And Tedford fits the bill. All right, Lucio, I got to ask, do you almost get a sense that maybe, just maybe, Barco was taking a swipe at DeRuiter when he (laughs) mentioned in his uh, presser, he knows where Modesto is, he knows where Fireball is, he knows where, um, (laughs) I mean, that... You caught that, didn't you? Yeah. (laughs) I put that in purposely. I mean, because that is sort of a little bit of a swipe at the old uh, coaching staff that, you know, when it comes to local uh, recruits, that's where the bread and butter for Fresno State needs to be. That's where it's always been until the Deru- until DeRuiter came in and changed the whole philosophy, which, let's face it, has not worked. And uh, so we need to get back to basics. So Tedford is the guy who, who knows where everything is, and why not bring him in to kind of right the ship? And, uh, you know, yeah, I think that that was kind of a little bit of a kind of a slap in the face to kind of tell, you know, hey, this is where we are. So, you know, we got to go with it. And I got also got that vibe, too, because I'm sure you notice all the assistants from Keisha to Bernardi, all the current staff members who we will get into a little bit later. But I'm sure you noticed that they were wishing all the Central Valley teams good luck. I almost get the notion, I don't know about you, Lucio, I almost get the notion that that was administrative pressure doing that. You know what, it, 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 it sort of has to be, I, I believe, because up until that point, they, the recruiting philosophy was not to be here in the Valley. And all of a sudden, you know, right before Tedford comes in, everything gets changed that they need to kind of focus on the, uh, the Valley. That to me tells me that that was something that, Tedford had told them that they he wanted them to do, and so administration went already and told the current coaching staff to focus on Valley kids. So that that to me, that's my opinion, and and that's where I think that's what is going on here. Uh, but I don't know. Am I wrong? Do, do you think the same thing? I mean, no, I think the same thing. It's like I mean, here's a Fresno State team that would spend a lot of its time going to Texas, going to Georgia going to Florida and going after kids who weren't even household names in those states. And one of the things that 
Josh Webb pointed out when he during his time as a publisher is that some of these Texas kids Fresno State was bringing in some of their other offers were from Prairie View, Bryant, Lamar University, basically schools that are in the Big Twelve, and yet Fresno State saw something to to warrant the case that you know what we feel like that you could be a Bulldog, but then some of those players ended up leaving the program. Now with Tedford, it's like. He has he has a history of recruiting the Bay Area pretty hard during his time at Cal, but he's familiar with where Clovis High is because he recruited Zach Follett. I'm sure that's a name you're familiar with, Lucio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just the, the change of philosophy. I mean, I'm all for uh, trying to find a diamond in the rough, but you cannot base your whole recruiting class on finding diamonds in the rough like that no. and that's what Te- uh, that's what uh, Deruder was trying to do and it ultimately backfired on him so because uh, I mean you look at take Boise State for an example yeah Boise State has a little bit more of a difficult time compared to Washington and Washington State we're trying to land a four or five star guy because Boise State is in the group of five but Boise State on occasion will land that one four-star player or that prominent three-star who has nearly 20 offers. So it's not they don't Boise State doesn't to me look into like these diamond in the rough types. They look at the guys who sort of have this edge to them. Basically the guys who believe that maybe they weren't recruited by a power five school, maybe they weren't recruited by the local school, maybe they were under-recruited. So I mean, you probably remember during the during the Pat Hill area, Lucio, like Pat Hill, when he went out on the recruiting trail, he landed some gems. I mean, he landed some guys who either were pretty heavily recruited or guys who were were barely getting on the radar of a mid-major or even a power five school. And he was able to lure them in like Devontae Adams, Ryan Matthews, um, David Carr. In fact, there's that story that Hill actually camped outside David Carr's house just to land him. And Carr was fighting off offers from, from, from Purdue and Washington during that time. Yeah. And it's, it's just amazing that how, what um, Hill was able to accomplish. He was able to find those diamonds in the rough, but he did not base his whole recruiting class on those guys. He found those hidden talents and tried to keep them a secret up until signing day. And he was able to do that quite often uh, year after year. But now in the age of social media, it's becoming harder and harder for coaches to kind of hide these players. And, uh, you know, and in part of that, you know, I guess that's part of our fault because we find all of that information. (laughs) Well, it's not really you can't blame the media for that because these kids now these days, they're so quick to fire up their Twitter fingers and say, hey, I just landed an offer from Fresno State. Exactly. And, And then we pounce on it and we make sure everyone in the Fresno State fan base knows about it. And, uh, you know, I guess. You, there's no hiding now in uh, in in nowadays in social media, and uh, the one things is that uh, you know every now and then they're gonna find those hidden gems. Some of those kids who do not get on social media, who are not visibly known to everyone, and uh, you know you can actually pick up a player here and there that way. But uh, those days are pretty much gone uh, as far as. But I'm here's not. another thing too: is that these coaches are also on social media to determine a player's character. 
yeah, yeah, and that's and we've we've hit upon that quite a few times uh, of, of these kids, their social media threads, and uh, you know the, these kids nowadays really have to be careful what they post on their on their Twitter feed or their Facebook feed because you know everybody is watching. Everybody is watching. And not only that, here's another kicker too. Is like Jeff Tedford's Twitter page has been quiet for two years. I have a feeling it's going to fire up again. <laughs> yeah, Tedford's page has been quiet. And then all of a sudden now DeRuder's page is quiet. So we really don't know what what's going on with DeRuder. Although upset. there's the report that DeRuder might be in line to replace Troy Calhoun it, at Air Force. Exactly. You knew exactly where I was going to go. So there's that rumor out now that you know Coach DeRuder is being pursued for the Air Force job to uh, to kind of take over for Calhoun. So, uh, I mean, Lorenzo, what's your general thoughts on that one? It it makes a lot of sense because, I mean, obviously DeRuda has that Air Force Academy background, but, I mean, I don't know what the true situation is with Calhoun at Air Force. I don't know if it's a situation where he's down at the end of the line. Maybe he has another two years left. To all those Academy fans... Be careful with what you wish for out of DeRuder because we saw the DeRuder regime firsthand for five years. <laughs> and realistically, the identity of a Tim DeRuder-led football team was really the identity of a Pat Hill-led football team. Yeah, it was basically he won. He won the you know won those two championships with Hill's players, and was was not able. He was not able to prove that he can recruit. Uh, you know, evident by the recruiting class, the scholarships still being held by players. I mean, 60, what, I, I'm just going to say 65 scholarship players. That's way under what it should be. And it's showing out on the field and it's it's kind of a problem. So um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I wish Air Force all the luck in the world if they do land DeRuder out there. And, and you know, I don't wish anything bad on DeRuder. I, I hope he's able to kind of prove that he can coach, but uh, not here at Fresno State. Maybe. I mean, here's the thing. It's like, no, we shouldn't have any real animosity toward DeRuder because it's not like he did anything personal unless you might have played for him or maybe uh, – you were in the media and you didn't get access or that sort of thing. But to, <laughs> to clarify, we we never truly had any real interactions with the Rooter. He was always kind of to himself. But my whole thing is, is that I hope his experience at Fresno State is a lesson learned. I mean, coaching at Fresno State, it is a pretty heavy burden. I mean, some of the most stressful and some of the most scrutinized jobs in the city of Fresno is – Fresno mayor, Fresno police chief, and Fresno State head football coach. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and those are some of the most scrutinized jobs. And uh, yeah, I don't wish, I don't wish those jobs upon anybody. I tell you, but uh, but I mean, again, it's like DeRuder tried to do what he could do. I mean, to his credit, yeah, he was the coach who helped lead Fresno State to the two Mountain West titles. But unfortunately, it was with the players Pat Hill left behind. So. You almost get the sense that maybe Derek Carr was secretly the head coach all along in those two <laughs> years. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's like, with again, we we don't wish any ill ill will toward the Rooter. I mean, I'm sure he's going to land a pretty solid, prominent job. But the bottom line is this, though, is like Fresno State is a bigger mess than what people think. I mean, when your team is one in nine right now, when you have players leaving the program, when you have players decommitting, 
that signifies all you need to know about the direction this program is going in. Hence why, and going back to it, hence why Tefford was the right possible choice. Yeah, and and right now, um, you know, since since this has already come out, I've already heard it on the radio, but we've been reporting it uh, on uh, our premium boards. Since it's already out on the radio, I, I, we can pretty much say it now. Uh, there's reports now that the whole assistant coaching staff is going to be replaced, and mm-hmm. uh, none of them are going to be retained as of as far as we can tell. So, you know, Tedford's going to be able to put another stamp on his program by bringing in a whole new coaching staff. Uh, you know that he wants to bring in to kind of overhaul this whole situation. And uh, I don't know, Lorenzo, it, 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 does this come as a shock to you or surprise that he did not retain any of the coaching staff? Not at all. I mean, if anything, I'm surprised that Keyshawn and Toler didn't make the cut because they're former Cal guys. Toler being a f- former player under Tedford. But yet when you look at it, though, it makes a lot of sense because, again, I hate to mention, I had to be repetitive with Fresno State's record. I mean, we know what the Fresno State's record is. And because of that, you do have to clean house. You do have to take a machete through your, your current staff. And this is common. This is common when you go through a coaching change. The head coach is going to be the CEO of the company. He's going to want to bring in his own people. He's going to want to bring in the people he believes will make this business model more successful than the previous year. And so Tefford, I, I envisioned it. Tefford was going to bring in his guys, but here's the biggest question, though, that I have, Lucio. Tefford may have his guys in place, all lined up, but how many of those guys are willing to accept what Fresno State has to offer? Because I got a feeling that two or three of these guys Tefford has in mind might decide to either stay put or go someplace else. Yeah, and uh, you know, and there's always the case that uh, there's going to be maybe some uh, former alumni that uh, might have a shot at getting some of the job. I, I know for a fact there is a, quite a few alumni out there who would love a chance to come and coach here at Fresno State. Um, and so the question is going to be made is who um, who do you think is probably ripe to come in and, and do that? I mean, do you think there's any you know candidates out there that you know fit the bill for what what Tefford here, wants to do? Here, all right, here's here's to to really answer your question, Lucio, and it's a pretty lengthy answer on my end. We've heard Steve Mushagan's name over at Ventura College. Mushagan is a prominent name in the Fresno area because he's a former player and was a former assistant. Well, there's been some sources telling us that Mushagan is very content where he is at Ventura College. I mean, he has a job right next to the beach, but you never can tell because Mushagan and Tefford, they do go back a very long ways. Another name that's been sprouting up who also has a Fresno State connection is Tim Skipper. Now, the problem with Skipper is that he's at SEC country with the University of Florida. And if you were to bring him in as a defensive coordinator, I mean, are you going to give him a salary that either matches what Florida is offering him right now or is Skipper humble enough to take whatever Fresno State's going to give, perhaps come in as the defensive coordinator or whatever position, and maybe actually be groomed as the coach in waiting. So Skipper's a name that's also been sprouting up. Another name we can also mention, now he doesn't have any ties to Fresno State, but he's been Fresno, he's been Tefford's right-hand man for a number of years, Marcus Arroyo over at Oklahoma State. Arroyo 
was once an offensive assistant at Cal during the time Tedford was there. Yeah, so there's plenty of names out there. I mean, Clifton Smith has been pushing himself on social media uh, to try to get a job over here. So, you know, there's there's all kinds of, uh, of former alumni here who, who would love to come in and do something. I can also mention that there's been guys on the outside who are actually also piquing their interest in coming on board to Fresno State. One name that's been sprouting up over at Arizona is Miguel Raviles, who's currently the running back coach over at Arizona. Now, Revealis has also has a, a, has experience as a coach at the high school level. In fact, he actually coached one of the current running backs on Fresno State during this time in the Ontario area. So Revealis does have that connection going for him. He also was pretty heavy in the Inland Empire recruiting scene for Arizona. He was able to land J.J. Taylor. But, you know, Revealis has told me that he's actually considering – coming over to Fresno State if he has if Teffer does have an opening. Now, the two assistant jobs that are probably the most important right now for Fresno State, it's going to be the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator. In your own mind, in your opinion, who probably might be the front runners for those two positions? Do you for know DC, anybody? I mean for DC, I would definitely go with Skipper because he was the interim DC briefly during Pat Hill's final year. But Tim Skipper just has some such a wealth of knowledge, and not only that, he was a hellacious recruiter at Colorado State. He would hit the five five nine and six six one pretty hard before he moved over to the University of Florida. So I feel like Skipper is the name. I'm also going to throw in this name, Joe D'Agostino. He's currently in the JC ranks, but you know he's no stranger to Fresno State. He played under Sweeney. He was an assistant briefly. He has a wealth of knowledge, and not only that, he's he's actually been able to produce some Division One caliber talent at the JC level. But you know, he's well connected to Mushagian, also pretty well connected to Pat Hill. But you know, he might be a name to also look out for, especially in this region. As far as the offensive side of the football, I mentioned the Royals' name, but another name to also look out for: current UC Davis head coach Ron Guild. Guild is only 11 and 33 at UC Davis. There's been some rumblings that UC Davis might go in a different direction from Guild, but he is a former Tedford guy. So he's also a guy who has a pretty hefty recruiting background in the Sacramento Stockton region. He'll hit Sacramento and Stockton pretty hard during his time at Fresno State. So there's those names. And then another name to also look into, J.D. Williams, who you probably know at UNLV, also the guy who's been Tony Sanchez's right-hand man when it comes to recruiting out in UNLV. He's another former Fresno State alum. He might also be considered, highly considered, for a possible defensive coordinator position with Fresno State. Now, there is one name out there that I'm, I'm going to have to kind of squash this and because it, for some reason it keeps coming up over and over and over, and that's David Carr. He is not interested. Yes. Our sources are telling us he is not interested in coming in and taking over the offensive coordinator or quarterbacks coach job at the moment. You know, don't hold that against me if he changes his mind later. But at the moment, he is not interested in coming in and taking over any of those jobs. So that one I kind of have to kind of squash right now because that name keeps popping up over and over on our boards. And I just want to let everybody know that that is as. At the moment, that is not an option. And, and here's the thing, too, people. Lucio does talk to the people at Carl Elite, so 
Yeah, he yeah. knows where it's coming from. Yeah, I, I actually made a trip out to uh, Bakersfield to cover one of their high school games for Bakersfield Christian. I got a chance to talk to him. Uh, I've also I'm always in contact with Car Elite to kind of uh, keep an eye on some of their recruits out there. So the consensus right now is that he is not interested in any of the jobs. But like I said, that can change. But don't hold your breath right now. David Carr is really yeah, busy I- with all of his other jobs. And not only that, I feel like David has like one of the best gigs in the world. I mean, NFL Network, contributor to Fresno B. He's coaching the powerhouse at Bakersfield Christian with his brother. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got his hands full, and especially the NFL Network uh, job. He he really enjoys doing that. Uh, he also uh, is basically like another consultant for for his brother, and he 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 kind of wants to have his time free and uh, to to kind of help his brother along still. I mean, cuz he still considers his brother a rookie quarterback. And maybe in a couple of years he can kind of let loose of Derek, but right now he's still trying to help him out. So that that's kind of where everything is at at that point. And and, and they're pretty busy with Car Elite. They're still trying it's a brand new business and they're still trying to get it off the ground to where they want it to be and they're being very successful at that. So they have their hands full. And so Carr expresses no interest at the moment, but, you know, he is, I guess you can call him a consultant for Fresno State. So I will say this. I mean, Tedford, as we know, is coming over from the University of Washington, and I've had Washington fans and sources up there ask me, who do you think Tedford's going to bring in from that current staff with Chris Peterson? Well, the only one we're hearing right now is Bob Gregory, who is also Tedford's defensive coordinator at Cal for eight years. Now, here's the problem with Gregory. He makes a pretty hefty salary over at UW, so it's going to be hard for him to actually come on board. And maybe you might hear names like Bush Hamden and Jordan Papal, the two position offensive coaches over there. But, I mean, right now it's just – it's. It's become harder to leave Washington considering the year that they have, but Gregory is a name that's been sprouting up on our boards and also sprouting up around us. And and we're doing the best we can to kind of try to to try to find uh, some of those uh, stories of maybe who uh, might be in the in in the running for any of these jobs. But right now it has been pretty quiet. So and if you've noticed on the, our on the bark board, there, we haven't said anything only because. We don't know anything yet, and we're still digging into it. It's like it's like that with every media outlet. I mean, here's the thing: a lot of universities they usually don't mention, "Hey, we hired, we're, we're interviewing this guy," or "This guy showing interest is true." A lot of university administrators they won't officially leak out a name until a guy is hired. It was like that when you heard the name Tedford being associated with the Fresno State opening. Well, people like Paul Ladwig, Jim Barco. Even President Castro, they're not going to say, oh, we're interested in Tedford. I mean, they want to bring in the guy, see if he scores points in the interview room, and then make the hire. They mention the name once the hire is made. And it's the same thing with the with this coaching staff. So, unfortunately, on our end, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. But, you know, we'll try to stay up to date. We'll try to stay, work our connections, work our sources to let you know and give you a general idea of who might possibly be joining Tedford's staff. And and for the most part, we tend to get the information before anybody else does. So we're just going to throw that one out there for you. <laughs> so yeah, just bear just bear with us. Bear with us. I mean, yeah, we have a lot going on with our other jobs, but you know what? We 
people like myself, Lucio and Jackson, we do our due diligence to stay on top of what goes on because, you know, from my area of the Central Coast all the way up north to Sacramento, it's a heavy Fresno State area. Yeah, and one thing we can pretty much guarantee is if you're a premium member, you will be one of the first people to know anything um, in the valley because, like like I just said, we tend to have that information before anybody else does, even before any of the other media outlets usually do. We usually have that information. So if you're not a premium subscriber, now's the time because if you want to know things before anybody else does – Typically, we are the place to find it. So uh, make sure you head out to thebarkboard.com and become a premium member. Um, but Lorenzo, anything else? I mean, there was one name that I'm kind of trying to figure out if there has been any contact with him. Who He was here briefly with Deruder, and that's Tim McDonald. Have you heard anything about Tim McDonald? I haven't heard anything about McDonald, and as it is, I'm sure he's pretty content with where he is in the NFL, but... I do want to throw in this name, and it's a name that I'm sure a lot of Fresno State fans do remember. Joe Wade, former running back coach. He was actually the one former Pat Hill assistant who was retained by Tim DeRuiter. Wade is reportedly interested in coming back on board with Fresno State. Now, Wade hasn't coached anywhere else. He stayed in Fresno, but there's been some rumblings that Wade actually wants back in on the Fresno State coaching staff with Tedford. Now, do you think that's even a possibility? I mean, Wade, as far as I know, Wade right now is out of a job, isn't he? Um, he has been. I think it's been two years since he's been out of a job. And here's the thing. It's like you could go one year without having a college coaching job, but when you're out of a job for two years, it bec- as a position coach, it becomes a lot harder unless your resume is really stout that includes national championships gleaming on there or players in the NFL, that sort of thing. But, you know, one credit to Wade is that he did help bring in Robbie Rouse, and we all saw what Robbie Rouse became at Fresno State. He also brought in um, the last running back Fresno State had, wasn't it? Brian Matthews. No, uh, after that, uh, after Rouse. Uh, out of Georgia, I, I forget his name. Mar- Martiz oh, Waller. Waller. He brought him uh, Martiz Waller as well, um, in which ended up being a very good running back uh, for Fresno State. So, uh, you know, he has a proven track record of taking you know running backs and turning them into superstars. And right now, Fresno State's running back situation is not ideal. Uh, so they need someone in there who can come in and kind of revamp that whole running. Uh, game and bring in some players that can actually uh, produce on on the ground and, uh, and here's the thing too is like Tedford going back to his Cal days and even at his previous stops Tedford is more of a balanced guy I mean yeah some people can call him this renowned quarterback guru I mean his claim to fame is obviously he brought in Aaron Rodgers well keep in mind some of the running backs he helped bring in to Cal as well I mean Marshawn Lynch Javid Best I mean, the list the list is pretty long there as well. So I have a feeling that, you know, running back might actually be a big emphasis to close out the 2017 class and surely will be a big emphasis for 2018. Now, uh, Lorenzo, you, you, you just mentioned he's a balance uh, coach. Now, I kind of want to I, I want to pick your brain here because um, I want to kind of figure out I'm not really sure, but I, I know you've done your homework on Tedford. Is, is he going to come in and change the offensive and defensive philosophies? If so, what what can we possibly see heading into next I would season? Envision, I would envision that the defense will be the one thing that changes. 
I feel like Fresno State's gonna crap is gonna scrap the three four. I feel like that because of the last few years under DeRuiter with running that three four scheme, it's gonna get tossed out the door. So you might see an even front. You might see maybe something that USC does with five men on the line, but you know it depends on who they bring in. But I would imagine, I would imagine that they're gonna scrap the the three four and they're gonna put a whole new system in for the defensive side of the football. As far as offensively is concerned, I mean, there actually is talent left over on that side of the ball. I mean, yeah, there's the injuries. Yeah, there's the lack of depth and talent at wide receiver. Yeah, there's questionable. There's questionable. There's question marks at quarterback. But I feel like the offense won't be tweaked as much. I feel like it's the defense that that sorely needs the most help right now. So you you think Fresno State's going to stick with the spread offense then? I don't. Uh, here's the thing. I think they're going to keep some of those concepts, but I feel like what what Tefford's going to do, he's going to try to reinstall the physical identity that Fresno State had. Basically, during the early years of the Pat Hill era, he's going to put more of an emphasis on running the football. That way, it takes the pressure away from Virgil or whoever is going to come in as the starting quarterback. He's also going to put an emphasis on trying to land some some offensive linemen to close out the 2017 class, probably even dive into 2018 and be very lineman heavy during those recruiting periods. But, you know, I would envision that because of the fact that Cal did run some spread concepts from a passing game standpoint toward the end of his stay at Cal, I feel like that you're still going to see some of those schemes, some of those plays, but Probably not as much compared to uh, what we saw at a DeRuiter, what we saw at a Dave Schramm, or even Eric Keyshaw. I feel like it's still going to be more of a balanced offense. There's going to be a little bit more of a heavy dosage of the running game. You know, and one thing that I would not be sad to see go would be the read option or a run game. I, I hate the read option run game with a passion. Uh, and it has been proven that in the last couple of years, Fresno State does not know how to run it. I mean, <laughs> well, here's 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 the problem with that. It's like Fresno State just doesn't have the personnel for it. Well, and that's all they kept trying to do was trying to do the read option. And at, for some reason, Virgil never took the ball and ran with it. I mean, he always gave it up and uh, you kind of have to keep it every now and then and try to make a run in order for it to work. Uh, the defenses pretty much left Virgil alone and always keyed in on the running game. So, you know, I well, here's the thing. I almost feel like that maybe just maybe. There was that side of Virgil that was still hesitant about taking the ball and running because of his injury from a year ago. Now, I mean, that's just speculation on my end, but I agree with you. I mean, the read option didn't work for Fresno State. You might as well get rid of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I would not be sad to see it. Kind of like back in the old days when everybody was uh, sick and tired of seeing the bubble screen. But I'll tell you what, I kind of miss the bubble screen now. <laughs> well, maybe Jeff because back then, at least we knew that was going to work. You could see it coming, and it always worked. Not really. <laughs> I mean, once once teams found out what Jeff Grady, who was the offensive coordinator at the time, was doing, I mean, they knew how to stop it. Uh, well, you also needed the right quarterback in order to to kind of uh, get it going. And uh, uh, there was a kind of a time period there that there, was a, a, there wasn't a really a quarterback that had the arm strength to get it out to the bubble screen. Uh like Derek and like David were able to do quite easily. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, 
things are changing here at Fresno State. We're about to see a whole new change in regime. We might see a change in offensive, defensive philosophies. Uh, we're definitely going to see a change in recruiting philosophies, don't you yeah. think? I mean, things moving forward, it's going to be more <laughs> California-centric than than it has been in the last few years, don't you think? And one of the things that really scored points for me during Tiffer's press conference that I listened in on, he's made it clear he wants to rebuild the relationship between Fresno State and the local high schools. I mean, if you're Edison High, Central High, Bullard High, Clovis High, Clovis West High, and if you're outside of that, like Fireball, Mendota, Kingsburg, Dinuba, Tulare, Tulare Western, I mean, that has to really pique your interest because, you know, there was a time, it wasn't that long ago, Pat Hill would visit those schools to see what was who was standing out, what was going on. So Tefford knows where those schools are according to what Jim Barco said. And you know what? There's also even people in the Bay Area who's pretty excited about the Tefford hire, people over at El Cerrito High or Stella Prep in Hayward, people down in my area in the 805 who are pretty excited about the move as well, especially in the Ventura County schools. So, you know, I feel like the days of Fresno State going after those blue chip or diamond in the rough guys from Texas, Georgia, and Florida – those days are pretty much coming to an end. You're going to see Tedford really put his stamp on trying to get more California talent, and it starts with the backyard. Yeah, and it's going to be more. It's going to be more Central Valley, but you know the whole state of California is going to be recruited. There was a point where it seemed like nobody was being recruited out of California for a while there, and it was kind of alarming to us, especially you know, you know, me, you, Jackson, who head out to these games, we keep going to talk to players, and they have heard nothing from Fresno State. And that's a big reach. That's a big area that we're scouring, only to find out that Fresno State's not even talking to them. But now it probably will change. I mean, I think by this time next year, when we talk to a Central Valley kid, or maybe a kid in my region, you're probably going to hear that kid say, oh, yeah, Fresno State's talking to me. I'm in heavy contact. I've had good conversations with the staff, with Tedford. So it could change now. I want to throw out one name, one local name who's pretty adamant about wanting to be a Bulldog. And it's a prominent name if you follow the high school football scene in the Central Valley. Cameron Lamanuzzi. He represents a high school, Bullard High, that has a rich history of producing linebackers and, as we know, is the alma mater of DeJounte O'Neill. Lamanuzzi has told me repeatedly he doesn't want to leave. He wants to be a Bulldog. And one of the things I'll also point out is, does Fresno State really want another Bullard High superstar to drift off and then shred Fresno State? I mean, I mean, they already saw that with Charles Williams. And you can say that about a lot of players. I mean, you've got to... You've got the standout wide receiver out of Sanger, uh, Aaron Mosby. Uh, you've got the, their offensive lineman, Nick Steele. Uh, both have said they want to be Bulldogs, but have not heard much from Fresno State. Uh, I mean, you go down to the Bakersfield area. I talked to the Cars. They, I mean, being the Cars, they said they are not even getting any contact for any of their players. And they've got, a, you know, two or three studs on that team as well. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. I've been I've been to a lot of high schools this season, and all of I've talked to a number of local talent who want to become bulldogs who are not even getting considered at the moment. And, then, and now you understand why a lot of these local kids 
drifted off to other Mountain West schools like Tyler Horton or Josh Allen from Fireball. Look at Josh Allen now at Wyoming. Yeah, and so we we see it, um, and if we see it, the public here sees it, and they know about it because these kids they'll talk to each other. They know what's going on. Um, they follow each other. They are they're always checking in on each other to see where they stand with different schools, and a lot of them are talking to each other. No interest at all from fresno state locally I, i'm gonna throw this name out that i'm sure will somewhat excite fresno state fans but it was mentioned how adrian martinez is sort of like this david carr like story how he's this prominent central valley backyard town for fresno state and a guy fresno state managed to land years ago and basically fresno state fans have been asking me is martinez the guy tefford has to pilfer well I got this response from Mr. Martinez. He actually is intrigued about Fresno State now more than ever. I mean, he's going to monitor how Tedford interacts with him, what Tedford brings to the table, what what Tedford wants out of him, and just basically just weigh in that option right there. But, you know, it was about a couple of weeks ago when Martinez was – turned off by Fresno State in the direction it's going in. But with the Tedford hire, I could definitely say it right now. Martinez is actually interested in the Bulldogs. We just don't know when he'll commit or if he's going to take his when he's going to take his official visits. But honestly, if you were to ask me, Lucio, if you were to ask me if Martinez would actually commit to Fresno State, my response would be this: I wouldn't rule out Fresno State. I would definitely not rule them out. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I would have told you that you would that you're 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 dreaming that uh, Martinez has got no shot. Fresno State has no shot of landing Martinez, but now with the new coaching staff, um, I I kind of agree with you because I, now after talking to a lot of these recruits here in the area, I'm getting the consensus from a lot of them now is that if Fresno State comes talking, comes knocking now, they are really seriously going to consider Fresno State, even though they have not been talked to previously the, the, during the season, they will consider it now because they know there's a new coaching staff coming in and uh, a name like Tedford changes everything. So things are, things are changing and we're going to keep you up to date on all the latest recruiting because we're still, you know, high school football is not over yet. And Lorenzo, we're still covering high school football uh, playoffs right now and so we still have chances to go out and talk to these players and even though they're not playing, if their team is done Lorenzo and I are still in contact with them, um, even if they're not in the playoffs anymore. So we'll, we'll keep you up to date on all that information, right, Lorenzo? We we still have the hookups. <laughs> yeah, we do. We'll still talk and to those, these guys. Those, those connections are going to be uh, bigger than ever. But before we we commence, I do want to kind of send this message out there. It's it's nothing like it's nothing bad or anything, but. Lucio and I have actually had a lot of messages from college football <laughs> coaches. Yes. Now, we've, we've had a lot of college coaches who are hitting us up and letting us know they're interested in joining Fresno State. Lucio and I don't mind that. I mean, it's great to know that you're interested in wanting to come on board with Tedford staff, but we do need to clarify something. Lucio and I cover Fresno State Athletics. We don't work for Fresno State Athletics. We're not part of the administration. Fresno State doesn't write our checks. So if you're trying to rely on us to get you on board with Tedford's staff, I mean, just just so you know that it's probably going to be a long shot because, you know, we're not familiar with Tedford. He's not familiar with us. 
We also don't know who he's going to bring in. And, you know, it's the same thing with the, the athletic administration staff as well. But, I mean, it's not discouraging. And you know what? To these coaches, I'll do my due diligence to let you know what is going on at Fresno State if it's still maybe become of interest. But, I mean, our whole thing is this. is like you shouldn't be hitting us up thinking that we're going to get you on board at Fresno State because, again, just putting it out there and putting it out there politely – we cover Fresno State Athletics, but we don't work for Fresno State Athletics. There's a big difference. Yeah, I mean, we can we can do our best to kind of direct you in the right direction in order to get yourself into uh, contact to, uh, to to try to apply for the job. But the problem is, is we don't know anything as far as who you need to talk to or where you need to go. But, you know, all, the only thing you can do is contact the university and tell them what you want to do. I mean, we... Uh, we we track everything, but we really don't have any kind of pull or any any way of getting you in contact with who you need to. We can track down some numbers, maybe, but that's about it. That's the extent yeah. of what we can do. I mean, it's again, we we love the fact that you know we're getting these messages about you know I'm interested in in joining Tedford. Well, I feel like at the end of the day, I mean, it's just like any other job. If you're interested in working for a company. You go to the company. You don't necessarily go to a friend who used to work there. You you go directly to that company. So, I mean, best of luck to these coaches. I hope you guys find what you're looking for, whether if it means staying where you are or maybe actually getting hired on at Fresno State. But, again, to clarify, we, we don't work for Fresno State. Yeah, and and so I, I think with that, Lorenzo, I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. I mean, I, I, that was we, my mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had a great uh, show. We we covered a lot of topics, but uh, I think we're gonna go ahead and just wrap it up and and just kind of put a pin in it, and we'll pick up where we left off again next week and get you more information. Uh, because I'm I'm pretty sure by then we might be able to start hearing some rumblings of who might be considered for some of these jobs so that being said lorenzo why don't you go ahead and let everybody know how they can get a hold of us at red wave report on twitter once again at red wave report on twitter also give the barkboard a follow i mean i've been wanting to do say that for a while but please give barkboard at barkboard on twitter a follow i mean and not only that become a premium subscriber today you're gonna get a lot of good information out of us trust me yeah that yeah definitely and yeah like Lorenzo was saying, follow the Barkboard Twitter page, uh, tw- you know, Twitter handle. Follow the Barkboard fan page on Facebook. Uh, go over to the website. You can sign up for uh, a membership on there. You can do the, the free boards, but, you know, if you really want the information, you sign up for the premium subscription to get all the latest news and updates. Um, and, uh, you know... And don't forget about our publisher, Jackson Moore. So you can follow him on Twitter as well. Uh, I believe it's at Jackson underscore Moore. I, I believe that's so. And you know what? Give me a follow on Twitter, at LJ underscore Reyna. All right. So that being said, everyone, I want to thank you again for tuning in as we continue the ongoing coverage of Fresno State Athletics. Uh, join us back again next week as we continue the ongoing saga of the new Tedford hire and what is going to be up next for Fresno State. So that being said, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you again next week. And uh, I guess happy Thanksgiving if we don't hear if we, you don't hear from us again. 
Right, Yes, and you know what? Hey, enjoy your turkey. Enjoy your mashed potatoes, all that. I mean, enjoy, most important, the company of others in the event that we don't have a show. Yeah, just in case we don't have a show before Thanksgiving, I want to wish everyone out there a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you again next time. 